Hello, this podcast is sponsored by Now Alchemy. Now Alchemy is an amazing company that has formulated the most powerful substance in our body that was taken way back in the Egyptian era known as the food of the gods. Not only does it bring in balance, happiness, and increase your intuition, it decalcifies your pineal gland, which opens up your third eye and increases your light body, allowing your consciousness and your awareness to be open and aware of everything that is going on. The high-level mineral source, which we need today on our planet, is so important. With the fact that the earth itself has been overturned so many times with all of the farming industries, that we do not have access to the rich ormus that is available in this planet. And thanks to now alchemy, we do. We now have the sustenance that our body needs that is brought in from the Himalayan mountains and the Dead Sea. Ormus, which is powerful energy source that moves through your body and brings together a whole synthesis of information to every part of your body. By bringing this mineral source, you are nourishing your body at a cellular level. I love the company for what it stands for and its ethics. And it has been a sponsor of Ancient Wisdom Today podcast since the beginning. And that's why I always ask the tribe to support the sponsors who are sponsoring this show because I go through each of the sponsors with strong ethics and integrity to make sure that whatever they are bringing forth is in align to the planet and into you and for all of us so that we can grow and have health and wellness in our lives. Ormus's company spends a lot of time with advanced scientists, naturopaths, and doctors and herbalists to formulate a sourcing technique that brings in the highest quality of organic ingredients from the most mysterious and desolate countries in order to bring the magic in the bottle, which is Ormus. Now alchemy is not just for health and wellness community, but for all people seeking to become their greatest version of themselves. And I've been taking this product for many months, and it has been such an addition to my shamanic love that I bring to the world. And how I bring love into the lives of people is by keeping myself healthy and happy and lifted and shifted. By bringing the highest source of minerals in my body, I am able to hold a high vibration of energy and light when doing healing work or when I'm speaking to large groups of people and when I'm here lit and doing Ancient Wisdom Today podcasts. So I invite you to experience the amazingness of Ormus. They have so many powerful selections that you can choose from, from 24 karat gold Ormus to Shilajit to nano-enhanced CBD to Elysium, each bringing a different blend of energy to your body. And I honestly say, that this company is really changing the lives of people. Ever since I've mentioned them and shared them with all of the people in the tribe, I've been getting letters and letters of people's lives that have been changing. And not to mention the fact that those who have had suffered so many times from PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, confusion, fog brain, and all of these other symptoms that have been plaguing us because of the onslaught of aggressive energies on our planet, by taking Ormus, these things are cleared, neutralized, and allowing you to have more balance and groundedness in who you are, as well as enhancing your mind so that you're able to think clearly and have a stronger focus. You can get Ormus by contacting www.ormus.com 
N-O-W-A-L-C-H-E-M-Y.com. That's www.nowalchemy.com. And if you use the code SHAMAN, you'll get 11% off every purchase you make. I'm so happy, tribe, that we are putting beautiful things in our body because putting beautiful things in our body is putting beautiful things in our mind and our spirit. And that allows us to shine and radiate our truth in this world as leaders. I love you. Enjoy the share. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, beautiful tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And if anyone hasn't told you today that they love you, let me be the first to tell you. I love you because we're on this planet together and we're forging the message of love and transformation for all our brothers and sisters because we are children of God. We're beings of light. We're powerful and we have so many gifts in which to bring to each other and to the planet. Remember, we were created by love, made by love for the sake of love. And that's why I love you. You don't have to do anything else in the world other than just to be you. And I love you. And I know that you love being here in this tribe because we get to bring and learn so much from each other because we bring it. We really bring it. We bring our love. We bring our attention. We bring everything into this place where we share and we gather and we bring people on and we share. We do meditation Wednesdays and solos on Monday. And if you're checking it out on Instagram, then you're getting involved in the Instagram lives where you get to talk directly and share your wisdom and knowledge with the tribe. Life is good. And we are amazing. And we are lit. And we are the Liddy Committee. We're changing the world one person at a time. Remember, you've probably touched millions of people already with the love and energy that you have. So I just want to let you know, I appreciate you. I honor you. I value you. I see you. And I'm just thankful for you. I'm so also very thankful because I have an amazing, powerful woman in the studio with me today, and it's Charity Lighten. She is the founder and owner of Silver Fern. And let me just tell you, when you hear her story and you really just sit back and just take the time to take all this information in, because you know we're all going through very challenging times right now, but where these challenging times are teaching us is how to be much more resilient and much more in our power and being able to really stretch ourselves beyond our comfort zone so that we can learn more things and add more things to each other's lives. Remember, it's about pouring into other people. And that's exactly what Charity does. She pours into life by seeing what is needed in life. And she brings it into that space of how can I learn more? How can I better myself more so that I can better the lives of the people that I love? And that's what it's all about, right? Yes, it is. So I just want to welcome you, Charity. Thank you for being today with us. Thank you. Can we just end it there? <laughs> 
that was so beautiful. I'm like, we can just push stop now. <laughs> thank you. Oh, no, thank you for honor. having thank me. You. Of course. I really appreciate to have you here on Ancient Wisdom. So, so tell me, you know, about what has transpired in your life? I know we've been talking before we got on um, and I was looking at your energy and doing some readings and stuff and we can get into that a little bit later. But right now, where you are right now in your life, where what do you feel right now where you're at? Oh gosh, like sitting here right now, I am fully aware of the hard in my life, but I feel in spite of the hard peace, gratitude for love, gratitude for the lessons that I've learned, gratitude for the struggles that have caused me to have to dig really, really deep. And, but, but, but happy. Like, I love what you said at the beginning. Life is good, no matter what. Like, despite the struggles, everyone has them. And, and that's one thing we quickly learned with our struggles in our family, that everybody has heart. And the best way to get through the heart is to find happy and joy and light and love. Absolutely. You know, I love that you said the whole grateful thing, because a lot of times people think that being grateful is like when your kid gets the honor roll or yeah. you're grateful for the fact that you went to the gym and did your yoga practice. But True gratefulness, I find, is being grateful for those very difficult and challenging moments. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to find the gratitude in those moments. But I've been at my very very lowest, like, and when I say lowest, like the ugly cry in my closet in the fetal position, and I've had the prompting to find the gratitude. And when I did in those moments, when I said, "Thank you, God, for trusting me with this trial." It was like all the tears were gone. The comfort came instantly. And I've, I've since learned, I'm like, okay, when I have the worst days, I just have to be like, okay, this is, this is meant to be a teacher. And sometimes our greatest struggles can be our, our best teachers. But sometimes you're like, I don't want to be taught today. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it amazing that day. we are so resilient? Yeah. That we are children of God and yet we can go through the darkness. We can go through the pain. We can go through the anguish. We can go through the suffering. And we're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's just remembering that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And finding that perspective. And, and cancer really is what brought that perspective to our family. Like, and I, and I don't... Tell me more about that. Well, so your listeners probably don't, don't know my story, but... Yeah, I would um, like to hear your story. Yeah. I mean, I'm just... I feel like I'm just a small town girl, grew up in Canada. You know, I came, came to university to the United States when I was 18. <laughs> you know, my parents said, you're going to marry an American. Sure enough, I fell in love. I married an American I, and I really wanted babies. And so we had four babies really, really close together. I had my last child when I was 28. Um, but then there was a shift. Like there was, there was a bit of a shift in my life. For so long, Dirk, I would have done anything to be skinny. I mean, really, like and anything to be skinny, I would have done it. I drank the lemonade juice. I tried the diets. I, I think I bought like, like diet gum when I was like 17 with my paycheck from McDonald's, like anything, right? And there was a shift when I kind of felt God say like, when you're ready to be healthy and not just skinny, like I've got things that I need to teach you. So I really, really delved into health and wellness nutrition. My bachelor's degree was in accounting. So it was really quite like a 180. But I, I kept feeling this, this 
this yearning to learn about disease. Mm. And my husband was like, you're, you're a weirdo. I was like, I know, but I couldn't get enough. So my nightstand would be overflowing with books about cancer and nutrition. And I never knew that disease could be caused by things that I put in my body. That was a foreign idea to me. So I just felt like I needed to look at what I was consuming, what I was feeding my children, what I was feeding my husband. Although with my husband... He's like, I'm a grown man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, well, I've got four kids that I have, you know, a stewardship over. So I became certified and I started teaching classes. And I'm kind of the type of person, like, anytime I'm excited about something, like, I want to, I just, I won't shut up about it. I want to mm-hmm. tell everybody. I want to just share. And so I started doing that. I started teaching disease prevention through nutrition. And unfortunately, or sometimes maybe... I don't know if I'll ever be able to say the word fortunately. Right now, it's still unfortunately. Dan was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And wow. that that kind of rocked my world. And it had already spread to his lungs. It was colon cancer. had already spread to his lungs. had already spread to his liver. The doctor said we'd be given maybe 18 months. I'm sitting across from you right now. It's been three years and five months. But we're in a tough spot. Like, we're, we're in a tough spot. So I've I've learned so much. I, I got my degree in nutrition science. I started studying the microbiome. I did my thesis on the microbiome, hence Silverfern brand and probiotics and all that stuff. But I've I've learned hard lessons that I'm tremendously grateful for. I've learned how to love way better, way deeper, way more pure. I've learned that everyone has hard. I've learned, I mean, there's there's so much, but I've also been blessed to see the goodness. Like we have a trial that is has been surrounded by love. And I think how many people are struggling or suffering in a trial that is shameful or that they're, they would feel shunned maybe by their community or, or their church or whatever. They, they don't have people praying for them. We do, right? We, they don't have people dropping off a little card saying, hey, thinking about you guys today. And it's just made me want to be better. It's made me want to have more love, more patience, less judgment. And I'm a, unfortunately, I'm a judgmental person and I wish I weren't, but it's, I'm learning. I'm growing. Right. I mean, that's, that's the best that you can do in any situation is to really just, I always say, you know, the process of evolution is not beating yourself over the head. It's just taking a breath every yeah. day, right? It's just taking that breath every day and knowing that that breath every day are these beautiful microcurrents of evolution that are moving through you, right? It's like, I feel like sometimes we're so busy rushing around and doing all these things. And with you, with the situation that you're going through with your husband having stage four cancer and, you know, and being this pioneer who, and when I say pioneer, you know, to me, a pioneer is someone who is willing to take away that which they were already entrained in and indoctrinated in and be able to completely flip it upside down and go into an unknown path and forge to it without knowing where it's going to lead them and just continuing going because their heart is literally leading them as the light through the tunnel of darkness, right? And I always believe that the spirit of God and the energy of creation is what illuminates that path for you, which is inside of you, right? And it's bringing that forth 
in your being for whatever the situation may be. You know, sometimes in life, it may be someone in our life is there to teach us how to move through these passages because your journey in life is going to lead you to actually heal and, and be able to, to uh, facilitate uh, a center or a place for people to go who have terminal illnesses, but because you have lived it firsthand and have experienced it, your knowledge and aptitude in it is going to be a lot more because you're not just someone who's reading it in a textbook at school. You have actually lived it. Mm-hmm. And I think the the quality of your teaching and your message, it, you know, it becomes a lot more profound in its nature because of the fact that you have lived it and you've gotten the training. Your training isn't from a book and a teacher telling you to take a test or write a thesis. Your training is firsthand in your family. Yeah, but it's like even hearing you say that, I cringe because there's, there's, it's so painful for, it's so painful right now. Like, and people reach out to me on Instagram. I get messages all the time. Oh, my cousin was just diagnosed. My dad was just diagnosed. Or how, what would you recommend? And and sometimes I just put this wall and I'm like, I just, I can't. It's so, like, it's so Well, painful. it's not time for you to yeah. do that. Yeah. This is not your time. This is your hibernation time to be in your in your family um, space. You know, but what we were talking about earlier when I was reading your energy and I was saying that your signatures, your shamanic signatures in your body show that you are a truth seeker. Mm. So you're here to pull the curtain back on people's bullshit. <laughs> I'm not very good at that quite yet. Actually, I would take I would say oh. that you are good at it. I think the only thing that actually limits you from being superb at it is your fear of um, conflict. Yes. And not being liked. Oh, why'd you have to go there? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's time. Yes. Yes, it's true. It's true. Right. And I, and so, you know, you know, God gives us, you know, a skill, right? It could be one skill, two skills. And we are supposed to return with that skill with six or seven skills. Mm -hmm. So the idea is to understand that the, the only thing that ever blocks our skill or limits us from being at the full potential of who we are is our own fear of the fact that people are going to be uncomfortable with something that they may not know about mm-hmm. that may scare them, you know, and may put, make you do something different than anyone has ever done. But those are the innovators. Those are the leaders. Those are the pioneers. Those are the people who are the inventors. Those are the people who create something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, and if you think about it, the thing that stands in your way before before the path of that which you, the gift that you have been given is, if someone's going to like you or get mad at you, yeah, seems so fickle. What's, yeah. your, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah. No. I mean, you've <laughs> how how long have we known each other? <laughs> and, and and you've just and you've hit on it. Yeah. I like I. There was a time when I really, really cared what people think about me. And now I, my, one of my mantras is, um, I just don't, I care because I always want to be caring and I, and I want to be compassionate. I just don't worry anymore. Where I'm saying that to you, and even as I'm saying that, I'm like, oh, is that really truth, Charity? Or are you just saying that that's how you'd eventually like to be? Right. You know, like I, I have aspirations of, of becoming that. But no, you're uh, you're 100 right. That's something. It's something that I I need to work on. Right, and I don't. And let's not even work on it because I don't even care about being right. For me, it's not about being right. It's about you digesting it. Yeah. Right, because you are such a gift to the planet. 
And every single place where someone is in their life is exactly where spirit wants you to be. Mm -hmm. There is no mistake where you end up or where you land. It's just being able for you to see the gifts and the power that you have and the light and the radiance that you have where you're at. So you don't think that you don't have any power. You don't have any gifts wherever you land. You could be landing in the deepest, darkest place. Mm -hmm. You've landed with a torch. You just may not see that you have the torch in your pack, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so the reason why I'm saying this to you is because you already know what's going on with your husband. Mm-hmm. You already know what the real issues are. You already know what's causing these types of situations. A lot of times when people look at disease, right, they, they look at it in the way that the Western world, um, the allopathic world has, has taught us to look at it, which is look at the symptom, focus on the symptom, deal with the symptom, and, and so forth. And that's how we deal with everything in our lives. That's how we deal with prison inmates. That's how we deal with health. That's how we deal with education. That's how we deal with every social issue. We always focus on the symptom and we don't focus on the source mm-hmm. of the situation. You were given a gift from the time that you were a little girl to where you are right now. You were, in, you were birthed with the gift to see beyond the veil. Now, the only thing that stands in front of you and you being able to, to breathe the messenger of the message that needs to come forth because you see beyond the veil is you, your, your, your proclamation, your truth to onto yourself that no matter what someone says and no matter what someone does, I am love. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not that I give love or I, 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 or that I'm, you know, I'm putting love out there. I am love. Mm-hmm. I am love. Everything that I am is love. And so everything I do comes from this embodiment of that which I am. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Right? And do you see how, not, see, do you see how now your, the wheels of your modus mm-hmm. operandi are now shifting and turning? Because you have, you have everything you need right now to help your husband. But your need to your, your, that curtain, if you pull it back and you look at your family history, such as your mom, because your mom played a, plays a huge role in your, your comfortability. Okay? How do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a shop. Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> the core energy of the, va- the, the validation of oneself versus the understanding of what one can allow mm-hmm. is dependent upon the idea of, will I be alone? If we look at all issues in the world, okay, from relationships to health, you name it, it all boils down to the idea of existence, which is the idea that you matter, which means that you're not alone, that people, that the people love you and you have purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you can remove all of that and realize that the idea that that's being held in is held into a place of fear. Yeah. That is not real. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I have looked at fear. I've, hid, I, I've hidden from fear for so long. And when you deal with something like this and fear starts to show up, I've looked at fear in ways that were so scary. And then when you realize what it is and it's not real, right, then all of a sudden, there's a power, like a real power inside that goes, you, like, you have no power over me. But the sad thing is it doesn't last 
forever, right? It feels like that's a, that's a ritual in a sense that sometimes it feels daily. I'll wake up in the morning and fear's right there, right? Right there waiting to take you and I have to look at it. And, and there's a few tools for me that help disseminate fear. One is gratitude. One is love and one is hope. And those things bring, bring light to my life. And there's not, you know, there's not a lot of things that I can control. And this is what we were talking about earlier. And so, you know, like I created a product that I'm like, well, I'm a control freak. You know, there's, there's things I'm like, okay, this is something I can control. Yeah. And so I studied the microbiome and learned everything I could learn about that and was like, okay, well, how can we, how can we combat, um, combat parasites and viruses since I don't know how to combat cancer? You know, it's just, it's this, it's this crazy thing. And yet, and yet I'm perfectly comfortable with everything as it is. And do you notice how you said the word combat? Yeah. So even just that in shamanism, right? The idea of combating something is how we've been taught in this world to deal with things. Mm. Totally. Right? The idea of combating something versus the idea of transforming it Mm. or the idea of, you know, mutating it, Mm -hmm. right? The idea of transfiguring it into something else. Mm-hmm. It's the idea that we believe that that this thing is an aggressor instead of looking at it as, wait, this thing is there for a reason and there wouldn't be there if it wasn't a reason. And what we need to understand is why did the person who has this vessel allow it to be there? Mm-hmm. So would you say, like when you say something like that, I think of people that are sick. Mm-hmm. Let's say they've got Crohn's disease, yes. digestive issues, because that's that's mostly what I've been studying, right? Right. So when you say they've allowed it to be there, is that because is that because of food choices? Is that because of not doing their due diligence, or like what? Why do you think that is? That's a good question, and. I believe that it comes from a multiple factor. So I'll just throw the multiple factors. Yeah. Give me, give me uh, something that you see someone has, and I'll tell you a multiple factor based on on the idea of it shamanically. Okay, let's let's just go with something simple like gas and bloating, digestion. Gas and bloating. Yeah. Okay. So gas and bloating comes um, from two different sources. Uh, for instance, one source you can look at it from the digestive um, tract. Mm-hmm. They're not getting a proper amount of enzymes in their system, and their body not being able to process it because their heater is not heating up enough mm-hmm. to break down the food. So it, are they eating too fast and swallowing too much air? It could be a multiple of yeah. those physical factors. Right. But if we look at it from a shamanic point of yeah. view, gas and bloating comes in because you are not operating in harmony to your environment and into yourself. So that means that you are putting too much anxiety mm. inside of your body You're not releasing that anxiety from your system. So you're not breathing properly. So your body is actually the way you're inhaling and exhaling are not full inhale and exhales. In in fact, you're actually holding your breath at certain times because every time you get fear or you have anxiety, you stop breathing. And so that creates an exchange inside of your body because the oxygen in the air that's going inside of your body is creating stagnicity. That stagnant energy then has to be distorted somewhere. Mm -hmm. So where does it get distorted mostly? Your stomach, Mm -hmm. your intestinal tract, 
and around your your colon area, right? So if someone is operating from um, being able to feel at peace and at calm and so forth, one thing that happens when you're calm is one, your uh, intestines, your large and small intestines begins to, um, what's it called, exasperate. So it starts to move. It starts to push everything through. Everything, your body starts going, oh, we're safe. Keep keep the system going. Oh, we're not safe. Freeze. Let's make a decision what's happening right now in the outside world. The outside world is some kind of aggressive threat. Uh, send all the blood to the organs. Or it, it figures out what the body needs. Mm-hmm. When someone is operating out of alignment with themselves, putting themselves in situations that are causing aggressive markers. In shamanism, we call aggressive markers. Like for instance, let's say for instance, you go out with your girlfriends, okay? Your girlfriends keep talking about negative things on the table. You keep letting it happen because you don't want to be the bad guy Mm -hmm. who says, I just don't want to continue listening to your negative talk, right? Because again, you want to not, you want to avoid conflict Mm -hmm. and you want to be good, right? Mm So what happens is you end up not honoring your body's need for self-preservation. When you don't honor your body's need for self-preservation, your body has to then find ways to preserve itself without your help. And so that creates an imbalance because your body is hoping that you, when I say hoping, it, it, it intrinsically ha- is, what is, is expecting you to have a relationship with it enough that when your body sends a message to you, you listen. But most people override that with their need for to be liked, to be loved. Uh, I don't want to let anyone down. I'm going to end up going to this thing anyway. I'm going to eat this food on the table even though I don't want to eat anymore. Or like, you know, when your mom would say, come on, eat, 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 eat. And you're like, no, mom, I'm full. And like, eat. And then you're like, fine. And you eat it. Mm -hmm. And then you feel even worse Mm -hmm. because you're not honoring your preservation. Someone says, hey, I want you to go out. You're like, you know, I'm really tired. I need to go home and sleep. And they're like, come on, just let's go out. And you go out anyway, you're not honoring your preservation. Okay. So your body starts realizing, oh, she's not, you're not protecting me. You don't protect me. So then I have to start now protecting myself. So it starts creating ways to protect. Now, some of the ways it can do is it can cause what is called um, uh, abbreviated uh, situations in your body, symptoms, mm-hmm. such as the way it needs to protect. High inflammation. Your body runs overtime because it's afraid that it has to because it has to keep you safe. You would put on weight in your body because your, your body thinks um, it has to protect itself. It has to keep more, it can create more insulation. It could be a multiple of different things and it depends on each person who I would talk to you. But when you're talking about just gas in general, it literally means you've got major anxiety, your anxiety levels. In shamanism, we have levels of anxiety. Mm -hmm. So you have level one, which is like agitation. Level two is more in the sense of like the agitation has now caused a threat to you um, internally. Level three, it's like the threat is so internal that it's starting to affect your breathing. It's starting to affect affect your your blood flow it's starting to create stagnation in your system where your body's now withholding so now it can't let go so the elimination process isn't correct it messes up your digestive system it, it affects your hormones i mean it, this is level three level four you're having an anxiety attack your entire system goes into red alert your body then starts raising its blood pressure your cortisol levels go up everything in your system is now like firing everything off and so you start getting tingling sensation you start hyperventilating people usually either that or it goes the opposite way where you actually create high levels of inflammation you get ulcers you can develop colitis you can develop all types of um, irritable bowel syndrome it depends how your body deals with the the um 
the level four uh, anxiety attack. Mm -hmm. Some people do what is called internal anxiety attacks, where they think they have lots and lots of energy and they think that's what their energy, they're like, oh, I'm so energetic. They don't realize that that's actually anxiety. And then some people um, will actually have an anxiety attack, right? And just constantly feel like they're about to, they're about to die. And then level five, you're probably hospitalized by then. Level six, you're probably passed out and hyperventilating, and you're going to be put on lots of medications because you can't sustain your your body can't sustain your shaking. It's it, it just it goes really you can get really really mm-hmm. bad. So that's just the gas aspect. Mm-hmm. But let's say you say like digestive system. In shamanism, we say any form of digestion is means that you're digesting the wrong thing spiritually. If you're having digestive problems in the physical, it means in the spiritual, mental, and emotional, you're not digesting things the correct way. So it manifests in your physical form as showing you an imbalance in your digestive system. Interesting. It's so interesting for to, to learn this aspect because I've spent so much time learning about the external forces that are creating these types of things, right? You said your body can sense this danger. And those are the types of things that I've been studying, the glyphosate and the food and the toxins and, and the water and, you know, things in our deodorant, our hair products and all these types of things that are going in and really depleting your body of these, I call the bacteria, the soldiers, right? That they're, they're fighting for you, right? And these things are going in and they are, from an external standpoint, they're killing the things that are designed to keep you safe. And so it's so interesting for me, um, you know, just having this science degree, but also being so open to the spiritual side of things and, and truly understanding that so many of things are, are designed to work together. And and one other thing that, that was really interesting, some of my studies is that you know, our old ancestors, they looked at this environment around them as this ecosystem that was designed to bring them life and benefit, mm-hmm. right? But, yeah. And and so now, and I'm just, I'm equally to blame, but like, I don't get out in nature. I don't garden. I don't pull my carrot out of the ground and eat the dirt with, right, the probiotics that are right on there. And and you think of the sanitation laws and all the antimicrobial soaps and lotions. I mean, everything, because we always thought that these bacteria were, were these intruders. And in reality, they're part of this ecosystem that was designed to help us thrive. And we've created this barrier between us that, that so many people are like, um, I'm in trouble. Like, I, I, need, I need some help. And hence, you know, hence the research and, and love that went into a lot of my products to kind of hopefully help people. Not hopefully. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that do help people. Yes. 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 So interesting. This 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 crazy life that we live. You know? But isn't it fun? Don't you think it's, it's interesting how people don't spend time in nature knowing that their body comes from nature? Like, it's like, it's kind of like the, it's like, it's like basically saying, okay, you know, you, your body is made up of four elements, earth, air, fire, water. And yet in order for you to sustain life, you have to replenish all four elements equally in order for sustainability to occur within the human structure, to have homeostasis, mm-hmm. right? So that the body doesn't go into hyper um, inflammation and then all of a sudden your you, your body can't sustain itself anymore because your system just can't operate, right? So most human beings don't realize that the value of nature and the element of nature actually replenish it just by being in it. Mm-hmm. So like having having enough plants in your home or spending time in nature or being in natural environments 
sends a communication to synthesis of your body's natural elements that communicate with the natural elements of nature because they have the same code. So if we look at everything as a code, right, and we go, oh, so every time science messes with the codes in nature, they're messing with mm-hmm. the codes within our own body because you put that food in your mouth or you drink something and your body goes, um, that doesn't compute. Yeah. That's not that's not the code that's supposed to be resonant like connecting with me right yeah. now. So what is that and where did it come from? Yeah. So then your body goes looking for ways to understand that code and then it can't but it still has to take this thing in and now it's completely caused allergies and health problems yes. and you know this kind of stuff. And it's unfortunate because you know we look at cancer. I've worked with cancer for a very long time and I I, I, you know, in this lifetime, it is one of my dreams to be able to figure out with the help of, of, of Western doctors, how can we like really heal cancer without killing people through chemo and through, you know, uh, radiation, uh, treatments. I started working with cancer when I was about 16 years old. I took my first cancer patient and it's been ongoing throughout the years. I'm talking, I worked in cancer hospitals. I worked with kids with cancer. I worked with colon cancer, breast cancer, ovarian cancer, you know, um, blood cancer, leukemia, and you name it. Mm -hmm. And I've lost a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's, it's been a challenge, you know, because there's times where I would cry and feel like a failure. Like, what- But did you think those that you lost, like you feel like a failure, but I'm trying to, you know, death is part of the plan. Right. This is what I've been learning. Yeah. And it's a, such a hard thing. So I've, I've been white knuckling this journey. Like, like we are going to, we are going to do everything. And if it comes down to grit, like we've got it. And over the last month... But that's it right there. I want to say something to you, what please, you just said right there. Please do. Because you said you've been white knuckling and it comes down to the grit. Okay. Right? Yeah. All bets off the table. What the fuck is a grit? What's the grit? Just the will. No, but what's the real grit? The grit is I would do everything and anything to live. Yeah. Yes. It doesn't mean I'm going to put up a roadblock here because I don't understand this. It means I am willing to walk into the unknown. Yeah. If I'm the biggest skeptic in the world, I don't care because at this point, yeah, it's do or die. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's the grit. That's the grit. And so. But when, when do you, it's this, I'm in this very weird vortex of grit and surrender. But why are you in the, but what is the surrender part? The surrender would be. I'm not God. I don't, I don't, I don't know his, is there a point of time? I don't know his plan. I don't know. Like I'm nothing. What if God doesn't have a plan? What if God yeah. waits for us to make the plan? Then, then <laughs> by golly, <laughs> then we're going to figure this out. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, I was told I wasn't supposed to walk. I was supposed to, right. I was, you know, I, you. I was going to be yeah. in a wheelchair. I was told that my, they, they told my sister was just told, just to, today we were having lunch with my two nieces and my nephew and my nephew said, who in this family is the strongest? And my sister looked up and goes, your uncle. And he goes, why? He goes, because she goes, what I seen your uncle go through and what the doctor said was impossible. Yeah. He pulled through it. Yeah. She goes, to the point where the doctor said, there's no way he's going to come back to normal again. He pulled through it. She goes, my sister has a health situation she's been dealing with, which is MS. Mm. 
And she says there's times where she's having very difficult experience with it. She said, but what pulls her through is knowing that I pulled myself through. Totally. Everyone needs, everyone has light in them, right? But sometimes it gets dim, like so dim that it needs to be ignited by seeing somebody else that did it first, that forged through. And the difference with you is you be, you believed, like I'm, I'm a big one. Like when Dan's doctors will tell him, well, you know, like we had his doctor a year ago said, well, Dan, you fought a good fight. Oh my God. That just ills me right now. I was, Hold on, I just feel like I'm going to just scream right now. And he, Dan came home and told me, and I was like, I was so irate. And for the next week, it was trying to- Oh my God, I feel it. I know. Like, I, it's get like that, right here get in my Get that out guts. of your brain. Like, you know, and, and the same doctor called me two days ago and he's like, now- I don't have a lot of love for him, although I'm trying because we're all love, right? But, you know, he calls me two days ago and he's like, Charity, I'm calling because I love you and your husband. I'm like, okay. Oh, God. He says, I have one word for you. Hospice. Okay. For, for, so, first of all, I just, I'm just going to be like this for a second. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to pull my composure together because we're, you know, we're, we're. I'm so just, glad you reacted the same way I'm I just, did. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just in this space right now of sadness and anger because that's what I'm feeling right now. Thank you. Okay. Because that's what they told my sister and my dad no. about me. They were like, literally, there's no way he's going to have a normal life. They told my dad to pull the, that he needs to make a decision to pull the plug. And it was from my sister and my friend, Melanie, who was from Canada. Love those said, Canadians. Yeah. She's like, this is a shaman. She's like, you don't know who he is. You don't know what, what, what shaman Durek can do. You don't know. You, and then my dad was like convinced by the doctors because he's such a man of science. He's like, he told my sister, well, you know, I, tomorrow we should go get the casket. Oh. <sighs> start shopping for his casket and we're going to move him to hospice. And my sister was like, the hell you are. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm taking you off of the, uh, off of the directive papers. You can no longer make decisions for my brother because you're not, you're not thinking straight. You don't know this human spirit. You've lost dad. You've lost your brain. You've lost somewhere. You're not present. So I'm taking you off the directive and I'm adding myself to it. And I'm going to take, he's not going in hospice. He's coming home. Mm-hmm. He loves his garden. He's going to be in a wheelchair and he's going to do his gardening. And I'm going to be right by his side until he walks again. I'm going to be right. I'm going to, mm-hmm. she gave up her family, her kids. She came all the way to California and did it every day. Her and my friend Melanie stayed by my side and said, we know you're powerful. Uh. You're going to do this. You're doing it right now. Your body's getting stronger. They were pioneering me. Reminding you of who you are. And reminding me of who I am. Every time that doctor walked in and shook his head when he looked at my chart, it just brought my energy down. Cringe. Yes. Don't you feel it? Oh. It's, like, it's like anger mm-hmm. and sadness. Yes. But that's how, that's what we have on our planet. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I have a lot of respect for the medical world. And gratitude. World. Totally. Gratitude. Me I too. I have great gratitude. Me too. But I mean, I spent 10 years on dialysis. I know. I have gratitude. That yeah. machine kept me alive. Totally. So I can love more people and show my love to them. But by God, do you think you have the right to call someone up and say something like that to them? I know. And I was just like, I didn't even know what to say. And, and I hung up the phone and I felt this just sorrow and grief and all this stuff fill me. And then God whispered, he doesn't know. He, That's the whole he thing. He doesn't know. God knows. He, this man does not know. And, and, 
But the thing is, the power of belief is real. And I don't want my husband believing that right? Like it's, it's these people that we let in our life sometimes that, and that's, I don't know. Yeah, but you have to challenge your husband, honey. I know. No, there's no, oh, no, just, no, 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 no. Cause you keep going back to this very, <sighs> you have to challenge your husband. You have to challenge him. If he believes it, that's what I said to my dad. When my father got, when my dad got cancer and he was like, well, the doctor said, you know, I'm this and this, this, and this. And I go, dad, why do you want to believe him? Right. Right. Like, what's your conviction to believe him? Mm-hmm. Like, is he your God? Right. I mean, is that, is he your God? Yeah. Like, I, I got in my dad's face and my dad's a strong African man, like very strong, you know, African Haitian man. He's like, you know, you know, my dad's like a person who can just flick you and you go flying across the room. He's old school, you know? I don't know if I was like ready to, you know, <laughs> be, you know be ready to like take that punch, you know? Right. <laughs> he right. comes out of that old times. But I got in his face. I was like, who is your God? Yeah. Who who is this person? Right. This is a person who reads a book. You know, when I was in the hospital and the doctor said that to him, I think I heard this voice speak in the softest, loving voice. It said, "They do not know. They don't know. They do not know. Bless them. Yeah. They only know that what they've been exposed to. Yeah. They do not know yeah. because they have not searched into the kingdom." So so true. That, that is what came through. Yeah. And you know, it was that little voice that said that to me that I literally started playing a game. Every time the doctors would say something to my family that I could hear, but I couldn't say anything or debuttle it, I would say a thought in my head, they're so full of shit, I can't take it. Yeah. Because I had to convince myself that they just are looking through a tiny little peephole and they have no idea how expansive and how vast and how powerful yeah. and how all that power and light is inside every little cell of my body waiting for me to breathe life into it and say, you can. Mm -hmm. But my dear, I'm going to be straight up with you. I you love you. I'm going to be straight up with you. Yeah. This, this, this little hoppy scotch thing you're doing with this like vacillating between really like putting your foot down and really saying, because you don't want to, you don't want to put your pressure on. Yeah. You don't want to ruin these moments, giving someone some false hope. And I can hear your thoughts. <laughs> oh, I can tell you can. <laughs> I'm not, I, can't, I can't hide it. Like, you know, yeah, I, I, can, right. I can hear the thoughts. I hear your cycled thoughts. Yeah. And let me tell you, that is not, that's not the, serving him. That's not, not the light. Mm -hmm. That's not the light. Yeah. The light would never ask for you to back down. Yeah. And go into fear of what if. Yeah. You should be. Remember we talked about the grit? Yeah. The grit is real. Yeah. You've got to be the grit. You gotta be like, baby, you know why, you know why we're together? Do you know why? Do you know why I'm your wife? Do you want to know why? Mm -hmm. Do you want to understand? Okay. You jump, I jump. Remember the Titanic? You jump, I jump. Yeah. You know, it's that same mentality. Yeah. It's like, no, if this ship is going down, you know, I'm going to make sure we give everything we've got and we're not going to play this game of go to a hospice now or, you know, all this kind of stuff. Well, you gave it your best shot. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. Like, this isn't, you, you, you don't dictate my life. Yeah. My sister, who's upstairs, um, she is so powerful because she was like, if she left it in my dad's hands, I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. He was like ready to pull the plug, didn't give me a chance to heal my own lungs, 
was ready to pull the plug and I would have not been able to take that one last night to heal my lungs, which is what I did. It took me one night. I said, I said in my head, God, show me how to heal my lungs. They said, it's going to hurt, but we'll show you how to get, how to push past this situation. And it did it. I did it one night. And a woman came in and she checked my breath and she, she checked, she did a breathing thing on me before they were going to pull the plug. And I, she, if they, if I didn't pass it, they were going to pull the plug and I passed. Unbelievable. And the nerve, the nerve, the goal, the, the, the audacity that this person is going to say that to your family and then have the nerve to preface it with you. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. That's not love. Yeah. That's not love. Yeah. Love is, you know what? I may be a doctor, but I got in this because I want to heal lives. So you know what? If there's something that you haven't tried, go do it. Yeah. We did what we could on our end, but keep going and doing whatever you can because I know and I believe it's possible. Yeah. I would, those words would never, they would never come from him. Unfortunately, and right? Because he doesn't, yeah, that's a whole other story. We, we went to Tijuana for healing. We've been everywhere. We've been to, to try to find it. And rather than saying, wow, you, he would say to Dan, I'm shocked you're here. Rather than, what are you guys doing? Because maybe I could use it to help other people in this place. Like, what have you done? You did what? How much vitamin C? How much of this? You did what? Like, but yeah, and 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 that's why we need we need a better world where there's not this war between you know Western and Eastern medicine where people go, we can learn from each other. Like all resources. For all healing. And you know, and I've told my husband so many times, I'm like, babe, cancer is like a fire. And we need every hose. Right? That's conventional. That's alternative. That's oils. That's laughter. That's love. That's herbs. Is he doing that's, laughter? Yes. That's the one thing. That's, oh, that's his gift. Like, yeah. Let me ask you some questions. Okay. Um, so you said you, you went to Tijuana. What did you do there? It was just things that weren't readily available. Immunotherapies, okay. different vitamins, things that were, were designed to boost him and boost his body. We also did something called chemosensitivity testing. So they go, why don't we, rather than just plug in a drug in you that we use on everybody that has stage four cancer with colon cancer, why don't we test your cancer cells with all these different Petri dishes? Let's do some vitamin vitamin. B17 in one of these. Let's see. What is, I wonder what curcumin would do. I wonder, mm. right? We did all these different ones. And what was amazing is the top three that killed the most cancer cells were all natural. Mm. Right? So they go, we now know how your cancer is going to respond. Unfortunately, cancer is smart too. Right? Cancer is like, okay, you might, you might kill me for a little while, but I'm going to figure you out too. But cancer also is ran, everything that lives has consciousness. Yes. Right? So if it, this is just basic shamanism, okay? okay? Everything that lives mm -hmm. has consciousness. You just need to be able to know how to tap into that consciousness. Yeah. Most people don't really tap into consciousness. They don't even tap into their own consciousness. You know, yeah. they tap into everyone else's idea of things and then they decide what that represents for them, which is why we've become such a, a very kind of sheep nation mm -hmm. instead of being like leaders and powerful leaders, which we are. This is what this tribe is about and this is what we're creating. But the reality is there's a lot of people still out there who are just basically doing what everyone tells them to do. The doctor says, well, you're going to die, go to the hospice. Boom, they go to the hospice. They don't question, they don't ask questions. They just continue to follow through whatever because this must be a God because they went to college and they, they have a degree and they're called mm -hmm. a doctor. And in our world, we see doctors as gods and so forth. But we are gods. We are children of God. Yes. The other thing we have to understand is if everything has consciousness, that cancer has consciousness. Yeah. 
something runs the cancer. Something is running the virus. Something is running bacteria. If you look at everything as a system, like a computer, right? Every, every single thing that makes the computer work has some type of program or file that makes that program work, right? So, Think of the body in the exact same way. Think of your body as codes and programs. A virus has something pushing it. Mm-hmm. Something is pushing it. This is just basic science. If we look at, you know, the understanding of a lot of Einstein's theories, you're understanding that nothing can propel into motion without something pushing it into motion. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then what we have to understand is, cause we have to go, we have to kind of like, Get into a little crazy, mm-hmm. right? Because I always say, like, I, li- I like crazy. Yeah, crazy is good. <laughs> crazy is a good place because crazy is where you see innovation, right? Crazy is where you see us moving beyond the comfortable benchmark and going beyond it to the unknown and finding things that we never thought we could find, right? right? Mm-hmm. You know, crazy was me getting crazy and knowing that one day I'm going to walk again and being able to function as a human being again when I died with a 10.6 potassium, which no one comes back from. So crazy as crazy may be. We have to be exactly that. So let's get crazy a little bit. Let's kind of, let's look into kind of like what people call the woo-woo. Let's live in the woo-woo for a little bit. And let's just kind of look into the world of the woo-woo because the woo-woo is where the dreams are, mm-hmm. right? And then the, now it's our thing to take the dream and bring it to reality with common sense and real practicality. Mm-hmm. So if we look at that the body, everything is being pushed and run by something, consciousness. Have you sat down with your husband and asked him conscious questions? Such as, is there any reason why you would want to leave the earth? Mm. No. Right. So this is just this. Okay. So let me just show you something. Zero point degree of of, of, of reality is the idea of wanting to stay or go. Mm -hmm. Okay. Out of all the things you've done, these questions should be the first answered. Those are the ones that should be, those are the ones that are the hardest questions are the ones you're supposed to answer first. Mm Mm-hmm. Like the questions that make you uncomfortable, yeah. those are the ones we're supposed to be looking at. Yeah. It's easy for us to go, okay, yeah, we did this thing and we want to do this thing and we're rubbing oils here, we're doing this. But let's get down to the situation. If everything runs by consciousness and cancer is conscious, then what, and everything is about serving God. Even the darkness serves, uh, serves you on some level. Human beings don't want to evolve and don't want to be in their love and whatever. There's a dark realm that exists where you can have darkness come in, the spirits that are coming from the underworld, and they'll come in and they'll run shit for you because you don't want to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, but it's all serving God. It's all serving. So if everything is serving, then what does these things serve? Because I know what served me to be where the situations that I've gone through. I didn't want to be on earth anymore. Mm. I came here and I had full understanding of things since I was a kid. I saw everything. I saw war. I saw suffering. I saw this. I saw that. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. I went through abuse. I went through this. I went through that. I remember I used to cry in the corner when my dad would beat me like crazy and be like, I don't want to live anymore. Yeah. So all of a sudden, here we go. Here you go. You got your wish, right? So first thing we have to do is break it down. Let's break down your husband's consciousness. Mm-hmm. What is your husband's consciousness? One, does he believe in God? Yes. Okay. How do you know he believes in God? Because you can, someone can say, I yeah. believe in God. Yeah. But what, but, but what defines someone believing in God is not just what, what they say. Right. I have a lot of people who I say who believe in God and they have no problem shooting someone in the head. Yeah. Right. So what is his belief in God and how does he demonstrate his belief in God? Yeah. Well, the only way I know to judge how people really believe is the fruit of their labor. And like, give me an example. So his fruits are 
how he treats me. Mm. Right? With love. How he treats the kids. How he worships. Right? If, if God has a day, and if he believes, if my husband believes that that is a specific day for God, well, what does he do on those days? Right? We believe in a Sabbath day. Yeah. Right? So for him, he goes, yeah, I believe that because I believe in God. But you're right, Dirk. How do I know? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what he believes. Because you can love you and love the yeah, kids. exactly. And say, I'm following, I'm following rules. Right. I know. I could be like, yeah, I drive. I know how to drive. Oh, totally. You know, I can drive. I can turn left. I can turn right. I can follow instructions. Yeah. But do I believe? Right. Right? Because the thing is, that's the first key to anyone's healing is do they believe yeah. in this power of God that's inside of them? Right. Because if you do believe in God, then what you would have to ask yourself is, if you believe in God, then why wouldn't you be open to all things? Because God is omnipresent, omnipresent, and omniscient. That means quantum. Yeah. That means beyond that which you can perceive. Yeah. The invisible. That means beyond that which you can understand, right? The intangible. Yeah. So if you believe in God, then you would have to go be comfortable with going to the intangible and be comfortable getting into the invisible. And what if you're not comfortable there? Then what does that mean? Yeah. It shows limitations of belief. It shows limitations of yeah. belief. And if there's limitations of belief, but you can put your belief in a doctor, yeah. what has the doctor demonstrated for you that is godlike? Right. And why and why do we give him power? That doctor. Yeah. So have you had these questions with no, you? No, heavens no. But now, <laughs> now, <laughs> now I'm going to get on this plane. I'm going to wake my husband up tonight, and I'm like, you, you need to wake up right now. I got, we got, we have got some conversation. Yeah, you, get, you yeah. have to have the conversation, yeah. and you start the conversation with, because I love you, yeah, and because I am your wife, and because two became one. Mm-hmm. Okay, because we got to recognize that mm -hmm. when you marry someone, yep. it's not just, I'm married to you and then whatever you do, you do. No, it's what you do affects me as well. Yep. So because I love you and because we are a part of each other, I have some questions. Yeah. Because I'm not going to go off of blind spots. Can I just let him listen to this instead of the conversation? I'm like, Dr. Schumann-Dirk has some things he wants to ask you. No. <laughs> no, I know. No, and you know why? Here, I do know why personally. Here's why I know why. Because when you said when two become one, that just rang through me because this is me too. Yes. This is me too. Yes, baby. Right? And, yes. and, if, and if he's not doing it, I'm not doing it. Yes. You know, if, if he's not healing... I'm not healing. Yeah. Like, this is about us, a oneness. Like right when you said that, I'm like, yeah, this is not my way and his way. Like, no, that's not partnership. No, no. It's let's do this. And, and I've told him so many times, I'm like, babe, I, I'll suffer with you. I, when you're in pain, I'll be in pain. I'll suffer with you. But how about I'll heal with you. I'll feel good with you. Like we're going to do this together. We're going to have the hard conversations. You also have to hold up a mirror of truth, um, which is challenging when you are in the oneness aspect of a relationship. It is the ability to, for instance, when someone is sick in the hospital, if you are in the love of them, 
and they're choosing to believe that they're in darkness. You know, there's this really amazing movie, which is one of my favorite movies, and bless his dear heart, because, I mean, if I had had chance to spend time with him, he would not be dead to this day. Robin Williams, he plays this movie, What Dreams May Come. And there's this scene where his wife is in hell, and he's in heaven, and he goes with his son to go find his wife in hell. And the rule of thumb is that if you stay too long in her hell, you'll start, because you're connected, you'll start to believe in her hell and you will never be able to go to heaven Mm -hmm. because you will fall into her world. So his son says, whatever you do, you know, don't stay too long because um, you'll you'll, you'll believe in her hell. And the understanding of is it is that we have to sometimes when someone is in a position is yes, we understand where you're at. So we can go to hell and see you, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to hold the light. Mm-hmm. And I'm still going to tell you that your that. body's healing right now. I love that. And I don't care if the doctor says your body isn't healing. Your body's healing. Mm-hmm. Your cells are so strong right now. Your liver is repairing itself right now. Your consciousness of your liver has shifted and changed program to life. The part of you inside that has been accepting the bullshit is now accepting the truth of life. See, we have to, we have to, we have to become preachers onto the soul. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, 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 you know, a lot of times in our shares, I want to hear a lot about what you want to say, but I feel like in this share today, I really want to share a lot with you. I love it. Because I love you and I want to see you through this. Yeah. Right? So we have to become preachers onto the soul. Preachers onto the soul means even if someone is like, my life is horrible, I have no money, and da 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 you're going like, money's showing up, your life is changing for you, things are getting better, amazing opportunities are showing up for you. You preach against that which the person is going through in iniquity. Yeah. If they are in hell, you preach against their hell and pull them into heaven. And so anyone who's willing to hold that flame, even when the darkness is standing there, showing you the suffering of the person, showing you the decay of the person, showing you that the person is completely a lost soul. So let them go and go back to heaven and leave them alone, because that is the reason why we came here is to be able to lift and shift reality and not buy into it. So being a preacher onto the soul means even if someone sees dark gloom and glum, you go in there and you shine that light on that dark gloom and glum with the opposite energy. And what happens is the light wins. It always wins, but it needs someone to anchor. This is when you see everyone talk about love and light and all this kind of stuff. What they don't understand and which the tribe is listening, it's about being an anchor of light. The light is already here. It needs anchors. Where are we anchoring ourselves? Yeah, that's all I want to be. That's it. That's all I want to be. And it doesn't matter if a person gets upset. It doesn't matter if a person gets mad. It doesn't matter if a person can't handle it. There are times where I was telling my sister, I just let me go. I'm going to go home. Just let me go. Let me go back to heaven. Let me go. And she would not let go. She was like, I know who you are, and this is who you are, and you are the shaman in our family. You have taken the bloodline of our ancestors. You have the powers and the gifts. Now pull yourself out of this situation and stop playing games and get out of this hospital bed. And she told every person who came to visit me, anyone who walks in that door, if you cry in my brother's room, you will be taken out by me. I will escort you personally and tell you, you will not come back in this room. My sister was said to me, there was a line of people. She would not let anyone come in unless they saw me healed. 
It's just so amazing. She's a strong woman because it takes strength. It takes strength, but what, what, where comes the strength? Yeah, not from me. It comes from God. God. Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And honestly, today I was driving here and I thought, you know, about my purpose and my life and my kids and my husband and my company and all this. And I thought, all I want to be is a reflection of light. So I got to clean and I got to figure it out. But like hearing you say that, I'm like, why am I not doing that with him? You with are my a husband. of light. Oh, well, I'm trying. Oh, no, no. Uh-uh. See, now, <laughs> see, I got to bring the drums okay. down on you. I, I got to bring the drums, right? I got to get a little get tribal on you, okay? I got to get, like, get a little tribal a little, a little bit on you, some tribal love, yeah. okay? Yeah. There is no try. Right. And there's no I got to be. Right. It's I am. Yeah. I am these things right now. Now to operate that into full consciousness is to demonstrate the I am in the present moment. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Those days are gone. Okay. Okay. I got a new woman leaving this house today. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. You're powerful, my love. You have been given all of the tools and the light and the gifts and everything you need. There is nothing that you have not been able to, 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 to take or grasp from the world that's not already inside of you. Yeah. But you have to claim it and see it now. Not tomorrow, yeah. not when you feel like you've learned some new thing, not when you've taken and, and said, okay, well, now I learned how to do this, so I can now say, do this. I was, see, that's the thing with humanity they don't understand about God, is that God is not waiting for you to take a test and get some kind of diploma and do all these things. To you. God is asking you, who do you say I am? Yeah. What you claim me to be, I can become. What you say I am, that is what I'll be. If you say I'm an idiot, then you shall be. I will lower your brain cells and I will make you an idiot and I will give you a proclamation of it by you doing something so that you see that you're an idiot so you claim it as your truth. That is where your ego comes in to hold it in the place and say, this is what you are. So when someone comes in and goes, you're smart, you'll be like, no, 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 I'm an idiot, I'm an idiot. It'll battle it. That is proclamation and that is confirming we are beings that have to confirm truth not lies yeah you have everything you need yes or no yes and you have the ability because you love yourself and because you love your husband and because you love your kids that you see and know that you are an angel embodiment. Yes or no? Yes. And an angel embodiment is here to anchor light. Yes or no? Yes. And that means that you are not afraid of conflict, ridicule, or anyone getting upset. Because remember, the sick will always get upset. Yeah. So you have to bring forth the light and anchor it in front of your husband and ask the questions that are uncomfortable. Yes or no? Yes. And you have the power to do that, don't you? Oh, yes. That's right. That's right. I just needed to be reminded. <laughs> That's right. Isn't that what we all do? I so need to be reminded. You know, yeah. we all need to be reminded. We all need to be I don't have reminded. it all figured out. Yeah. That's why I have people in my life like you and I have people, you know, my friends and they come and they remind me. Yeah. We all, we, you know, I don't care who you are, but we're always going to, sometimes we're going to, you know, step a little bit out of alignment and that friend goes, oh, well, hey, let me push you back up. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, my friend, for pushing me back up. Yeah. And putting the mirror back in my hand and being like, yeah, we're going to do this. 
Yeah, because think about it. Look at what your company represents. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's that's one thing. I'm like, it's. I know we sell supplements, but that's not what we represent. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Of course. Thank you. My husband's not going to know what hit him when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's some part of him inside that knows He's, that's the, the part that's waiting that's hoping waiting. that you're not going to say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's the scared little boy in the corner who doesn't want to confess yeah. Yeah. what it really is up to. Yeah. Yeah, we got some work to do. Yeah. And we're and I'm we're willing. I'm willing. He's willing. I I know he's willing. But I he needs my strength. And I've just been being like, well, whatever you want. I mean, not that's anymore. not a woman's position. Mm-mm. Not anymore. That is not a woman's position. A woman's position is not to be subservient to bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Or to anything. Right. A woman's position is I see quantumly. I have been given the gift to see behind the doors. I am able to look beyond the mirrors. I'm able to look beyond the veils. I am here on earth. I was the one who who gets to bring in life. There's a reason why I was blessed with the ability to bring in life. That means because God sees me as a steward of life. Yes. Yes. It is not for you to sit back and hang back and be agreeable. Right. Sometimes you got to be a little bit of disagreeable. I'm, gonna, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to put that no on my... Try. Okay, right. So 2019, I will be a little more disagreeable. That's right. I love it. That's right. And that is going to change the lives of not just your husband and your family, but me and everyone on this planet. Yeah. Amen to that. Like I always say, you can be good and get an apple pie or you can be truthful and get the kingdom. Oh, I love it. This has been so wonderful. I'm honored. I'm honored. Thank you so much. I, you know, I tell people how they can get in touch with you. So I just, you know, I want to bring you back on to, um, to ancient wisdom today. Uh, you know, today I wanted to learn a lot about you, but I, but spirit was like, that's not where we're going today. <laughs> it's but amazing, right? <laughs> we're going to teach, we're going to share, be in this conversation of love yeah. with each other. And I'm gonna, I, I feel like I'm here to, to, to serve you oh, and support you. Thank you. I and received I, and, it. And you can have my number and, you know, anything you need from me, let me be of service to you. Thank you. Thank I you. honor you, Queen. Thank you. Thank you. So sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Thank you. How can people how can people get in touch with you? So from a company standpoint, yes. which is silverfernbrand.com. Also social media, Silverfern Brand, all that, Instagram, Facebook, and then me personally is you can Google Charity Lighten since I'm the only one out there, but my Instagram is a vibrant life. Wonderful. And that's exactly what you represent. Thank you. Thank you for being here today, Cher. It was great. I love you. I love you. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Thank you. Exciting news, Tribe. My new book, Spirit Hacking, is now available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon and wherever books are sold. Put a pre-order in, tribe. We are here to change the world with this book. And by pre-ordering this book, it is making it possible for me to be a New York Times bestseller. So the more books we sell on pre-order, when all the books go out, it's going to be great. It's about being lit and it's about spreading that fire around the world. Invite to ignite. Let everyone know Spirit Hacking is available. Love you. Well, Tribe, you know, 
I didn't really think it was going to go that way. I was really interested in learning a lot about her amazing company, which we're going to, you know, you can look her up and see, you know, what she's doing and what beautiful things she has, her beautiful products that she's created. But, you know, the thing is, if you if you listen to the story, you already know who this woman is. And you already know that everything that she creates is not about her. It's about you. You can see her selflessness. You can see her love and her devotion to really bring greatness into our lives. And look at the position that spirit has put her in to be able to do that, not just for us, but for her own family and those she loves. And what I would ask you to walk away with is the, that that is what it's about, right? It's about how do we create value in someone else's life with that which, which we've been given? Life is so wonderful and we get to make it more wonderful every single day by acknowledging that we matter, that we are beautiful, beautiful souls and that we are children of God. We are the Liddy Committee. We are lit beings who are here to proclaim the dream of love for all beings. I love you so much. You can follow me on Instagram at Shaman Durek. If you want to level yourself up, you can take some of my courses and classes. You can contact me um, also on shamandurek.com, sign up on the newsletter, and please invite to ignite people into the tribe because sharing Ancient Wisdom Today podcast is not just about getting someone on a podcast. It's about giving them a level up in their own lives. I love you all so much. Keep shining, keep radiating, keep illuminating. And remember, there's only one of you. So be you completely. Until next year. Bye.